on the cover. Moonflower, Stitch, and Mighty Briar stand squared off against kick-ass punk rocker who slams her stone-covered fist together and smiles, blocking the Midnighter's way forward on a narrow mountain path. With a sheer wall of rock on one side and an abyss of clouds on the other, the only way forward is through. Wonderworld Comics proudly presents The Midnighters, Volume 5, A Rose Amongst Thorns, Issue 3, Growing Pains. Prepare yourself, dear reader, for another gripping tale of adventure, drama, and self-discovery. This is Wonderworld Comics. We pick up pretty much not too long after our previous comic ended. So, what have you guys been doing to kind of get Belch and Finn's family settled? Or getting ready to try and go find Roxanne and Geodica? Well, I think Ryan, in order to help Belch and Finn's family get settled, has been staying far away from them. (laughs) I don't think that Ryan's presence for them would be very comforting right now. Fair. But Ryan also, I realized, I left my skates at the beach, so I feel like I have to go back and get those at some point, maybe while you guys are helping them settle in. Oh yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, I don't think Eden's helping Belch settle in either. I don't think she likes him enough to do that. Cool, cool. So while Threshold is uh, helping Belch and the fish people get settled in at the library, Threshold has given you guys uh, a little bit of a hint as to where he might be able to find Geodica. Kind of pops his head into the kitchen. Where, well, yeah, where are you guys hanging out then? If you're not, if you're staying away from Belch and fish people at the library. I didn't think we took the fish people to the library with us. So then what are you, what have you done with the fish people? Well, you said they went back to their culvert. I mean, they can't really stay there anymore. The next time Graviton and Sam are here, but I think they've probably taken care of the fish people (laughs) as Eden and Ryan don't seem like they had any interest or maybe just didn't at all realize the fish people needed help and their home was destroyed in the hubbub. Yeah, KT just kind of disappeared. Has anyone like tried calling KT? Stitch had tried to reach Graviton over the comms and had been met with, as Graviton would put it, the the cold and dead static of the universe. um, What do you you say when you uh, try to call Graviton, actually? Oh, man. Putting me on the spot with dialogue. I know, I know. Graviton, do you copy? Are you there? Graviton? Hello? This is, uh, Sartana who is speaking? Well, I was looking for Graviton. Is is that danger? Why are you calling me? Are there more assassins? Should I be worried? I'm confused. Who are you? KT left their comm unit with me. If you would like to try and reach them, I would perhaps call Moonflower. We're not on speaking terms at the moment. <laughs> what did you say your name was? Princess Zatana. Is that how you'd like me to refer to you? Just Zoltana's fine. Okay, Zoltana. I think Stitch is kind of lost because she's calling for Graviton and she's been asked if there's danger. I don't know if she has the social graces to deal with a person, let alone my limited mind span. What would Stitch do? Is Zoltana not, like, upstairs? 
Wasn't she at the library? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that where we left her? <laughs> like upstairs in her room. So maybe there's a couple panels of Stitch and Zoltana talking and realizing they're just at the same place because Stitch is in her reading nook at the library. <laughs> Down the hall from each other. It probably takes an obnoxious time, like 45 minutes for them to realize this because she's not very good at communicating and maybe Zoltana's feeling lonely seeing as she's not in her home country and her parents are dead. Yeah, she hasn't. No one's really talked to her ever. No, we just kind of left her distraught mm. after everything. Yeah. So I guess after we meet up lower in the library, Stitch is just going to ask, so you like it here? There's lots of good books, aren't there? I, I, yes. I haven't had much time for reading, but. Well, you should make some. Thank you. What is your name again? You can call me Cardigan. Is there perhaps any chance that, like, Ryan stumbles in or is somehow yeah, I, here? I feel can, like, can Ryan be here? I feel like Ryan has been, like, after she's gone back to the beach and, like, you know, gotten her stuff. She's here because she's like, okay, we have, like, a mission. I get to be a superhero, but doesn't know any of these people and doesn't want to start anything. So I feel like Stitch has been, like, up in her reading nook on the shelves, like, up high, right? That's normally where she is. Yes. And Ryan's been, like, sitting somewhere just below that, <laughs> like, but not not really doing anything, just kind of looking around, fiddling with her skates and just feeling awkward. I think Ryan is definitely doing a very unsubtle Stitch-like lean towards this conversation. <laughs> Stitch is going to notice <laughs> and totally take that opportunity to pull Ryan into it and be like, oh, hey, what should I call you? My name's Cardigan. Cardigan? Is that, a, is that your powers? Are you a cardigan? <laughs> Stitch is going to squint suspiciously at the stranger who has said that she has powers while she's out of costume and has given her civilian name and say, why? Are you trying to hurt my loved ones? Because I can't even get a hold of them. Oh, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I assumed we were all still in uh, super. I'm Mighty Briar. I assumed we were all still super, super. Nope. Yeah. I saw you do the thing with the threads and the. Uh, it's you know uh, you you know Midas right? Demon powers and stuff. And <laughs> I I have and that like Ryan's tattoos little like tendrils are kind of like reaching out his mouth as if they're like trying to make him shut up <laughs> like they're like reaching up re reaching towards the ryan's just kind of like ah. is ryan been in uh superhero gear this whole time yeah definitely yeah so we're just gonna say her processes were running a little slow and the tattoo is what clicks for her she's like oh yeah i remember you you have that awesome tattoo I, thank you. I, I guess it's pretty cool. And then Ryan suddenly realizes that she's talking to a, a hot girl and does indeed stand up to show off the goods. As it were. <laughs> when she does this, Stitch's eyes start to telescope forward like a camera lens to get a <laughs> closer inspection. It might take a small zooming panel. It's not like her eyes come out several <laughs> inches. Think of it like about a quarter or a half inch, but there's some focusing going on. Mm -hmm. a little... And I think she's just going to awkwardly realize that she totally abandoned her conversation with Sultana, who's probably sitting there beside her. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Zoltana's just kind of sitting there looking at a flexing Ryan and Cardigan. Just kind of surreptitiously grabs whatever book Cardigan was reading and just opens it up and starts to read. <laughs> Where's Eden in all this? That's a great question. Where are Eden? Eden is out on the balcony, so she can still see what's happening through the window. But she decided to text Belladonna to see if Belladonna knew anything about this Roxanne that apparently we are supposed to be finding. Belladonna says, Giorca hasn't been heard from for several days. She sends that and then there's like bubbles of typing. It doesn't look like Roxanne has showed up at her job being a bartender for a couple days as well. Usually when Geodica's out like this, she is at one of the pillars of the earth. The western pillar is a very uh, powerful ley line in the area that is beneath Mount Olympus in Olympic National Park. Well, without any other leads, Eden's going to, she's just going to go back into the library. She's going to walk past Ryan and Stitch without really looking at either of them or like stopping She's just going to say, we're going on a road trip. As kind of hanging out on the balcony, texting Belladonna, you did. You could also hear uh, over here Threshold talking to Midas down in the kitchen. And Threshold was talking to him in kind of a, a hushed voice. Says, she just, she hasn't come out of her room in days. She's been acting really scared. She refuses to talk to anyone but, but you, Midas. Can you just, can you go talk to Allison? I'm just really worried there's something wrong with her. And Midas kind of nods and heads upstairs towards Allison's room. So as you arrive and say you're going on a road trip, Rin, however, steps out of the corner of the room and says, Can I come? This is the first time Eden has encountered... Well, no, they were in the space station together, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were ever in the same place, though. Mm, that's true. Eden was kind of running a little separate side mission from where Midas was that whole time. Yeah, I think you guys are aware that of Rin, but I don't, yeah, I don't think you've necessarily spent a lot of time with her or... Okay. Uh, your teacher, Threshold, he said this Geodica might be able to tell me more about my curse and the sword. Um, Eden's gonna maybe take a second to check out her sword. It is very cool looking. Yeah. Oh, that's why she's checking it out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Stitch is checking out Ryan and Eden's checking out the sword. <laughs> Mutual checking out going on in the room here. The more you study it, it is unlike any metal you've ever seen before. You know your way around a blade, but you've never seen sword or knife or anything made out of whatever this metal is. It's mirror, perfectly reflective, almost white steel. The skull is just some sort of, like, black, calcified, terrifying-looking... You're not even sure if it's carved or if it's, like, a real skull or, like, some sort of weird bone material. Yeah, looking looking too closely at the skull definitely gives you the creeps. I mean, I don't think it gives Eden the creeps. Okay. Has <laughs> <laughs> given Stitch the creeps? Yes. <laughs> How does, how does Ryan feel about the sword? I think we need to check in with everyone now. Uh, I think Ryan probably doesn't even see the sword. Ryan's looking at the girl who owns it. Ah, okay. That checks out. Mm-hmm. There I is also think, so much checking out. I also think Act. that 
Ryan is standing and these three gorgeous girls are all looking at this sword and has just heard Moonflower say, like, we're going on a road trip, has just heard Rin ask if she can come. And I think Ryan is just like slack jawed staring at all of these very, very hot people being like, can I come too? (laughs) I am also a superhero. Eden's going to look back at Rin after properly admiring the sword and say, you can come, but you don't get a vote in the music. Rin frowns, but nods solemnly. Stitch is going to sneer at Rin and the sword because if Midas wasn't spoopy and evil, his randomly appearing unknown sister with the nasty sword is. Um, I don't think any of them know about the sister thing though if she doesn't know about the sister thing she knows that this has the same nasty aura that Midas's ugly nightmare Mm -hmm. magic has Mm -hmm. and she doesn't like it he also has a suit of spiky nightmare plate armor that Midas gave her yes and then because you foolishly put an NPC near me Stitch is going to look over to Zoltan and say come on we're going it's not safe for you here I don't know why, but I just, it's what they always say. I, okay, if you think that's best. She looks questioningly at at Moonflower. Moonflower just says, but you don't get a say in the music either. (laughs) Wait, since you didn't say that to me, does that mean that I do get a say in the music? No. (laughs) And then she turns to Stitch and says, we're not listening to One Direction either. I just know that Stitch listens to One Direction. One periwinkle blue tear knits itself down (laughs) Stitch's cheek, but she says nothing. I think Ryan sees the periwinkle blue tear and has big shiny awe eyes. Mm -hmm. Really want to give Stitch a hug, but I don't know if Stitch is a hugger. I mean, I know Stitch is a hugger, but, you know, Ryan doesn't know if Stitch is a hugger. So Ryan will refrain. But I do think I'm going to make Stitch my love because that's fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Excellent. Zoltana mutters something under her breath about American pot, but follows along. We've got five of you rolling out in the van, then? I mean, I think since Midas portaled us into the library, we're going to have to, like, take public transit to get back to wherever. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. Van. <laughs> but, um, yes. <laughs> so, so if you just want to, like, have a panel of the five of us on a train. Yeah, yeah. There, we get yeah. one very interstitial panel um like across the entire page of just like a shot of you got the five of you like sitting in a subway car what is what does everyone look like and what is everyone doing ryan's definitely too big for any seat on the subway so he's kind of like taking up like one and a half seats but still is like really like hunched and trying not to take up too much room I don't think you can even tell this from like a single non-moving panel, but Eden is standing kind of near the door with headphones in. I mean, that much you can tell from the panel, but her balance is so good that like, you know, people normally kind of sway and have to like, mm-hmm. and she's just stock still. Like it looks just a little bit off. Stitch is peering over the shoulder of Zoltana, who has become engrossed in the book that she was lent. To Stitch's dismay, she's several chapters before where Stitch is in the book, but she's reading Half-Light, which is 
cold little tale from Maine about a love triangle involving three gay boys, one a mortal who is stuck between two different opposing families, one very attractive zombies, the other a family of shape-shifting witches. Yeah, so she has one eye closed and one eye telescoping over Zoltana's shoulder. Zoltana is sitting uh, in one of the seats. She's sitting on the half of the seat left that Ryan has not taken. And uh, yeah, is just engrossed in this book, churning through it. Rin is surveying everyone from the shadows of one of the stairwells with her hand like tightly grabbing her sword hilt and looking around. I also think because I've made Stitch Ryan's love now, Ryan is also looking over Zoltana's shoulder, but not at the book, at Stitch. Oh. <laughs> also, yeah, Cardigan, if you want to make note of it, you do have influence over me now for being my, my love. Ooh. <laughs> Noted. Ryan hands out a lot of influence. What did you wind up actually picking, Eden, as you're the only one who's allowed to pick the music? <laughs> I was the only one with music picking privileges. Um, Excuse me, Cardigan was included with the caveat of no one direction. (laughs) With with the additional caveat that Ian had veto power over all the I think Eden was in a very, like, girl-fronted rock groups from the 80s vibe. So, like, some Heart and some Pat Benatar and some, maybe some Bangles. That mood. Right I feel like Ryan commented at some point during the trip that this is the music that his uncle Patrick listens to. <laughs> I'm, like, this, I'm pretty sure my, my uncle likes this music. Um, Ian's just going to say he has good taste. Ryan. She's, she's not going to clock that as a potential insult. <laughs> Eden is very secure in her music taste. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what does the panel look like of you guys pulling up beneath kind of Mount Olympus and looking up at the majestic Pacific Northwest mountains? Ryan is pulling out his helmet thing because he's realizing that he forgot to put that on in his haste to be a hero and stop Belch. Yeah, so he's like got like a Captain Marvel-esque helmety mask that makes his hair kind of stick up in a bit of a mohawk. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, so he's kind of like pulling that on while everyone else is probably doing something more useful. I think Eden's trying to take a picture on her phone to show Sam later because he likes the outdoors and she's a little sad that he's not there to see it with them. Oh. She thinks he'd appreciate the view. She probably won't show it to him. (laughs) She's thinking about. Adorable. How cute that would be if she actually did it and then won't do it anyway. But it's the thought that counts. Sure. Cardigan sees Ryan donning his mask and stitches her black domino mask across her face. It's a good reminder for her to put it on. She hasn't really ever left the city, so she feels out of place but exhilarated because the wilds have all sorts of powers, wellsprings of magic that she can sort of sense. She doesn't realize that's what's happening, but she can feel the majesty and the power of her surroundings and being up in nature. Yeah, we get a cool series of panels of her, and we get the same effect we got when she used her her special eyes to track down 
oh crap what the heck did i call plasma it? coil yeah yeah after the um the attack at the superdome so we get that same effect again and you can see all this beautiful lattice work of these energy pads crisscrossing each other like running through the ground and connecting all the trees and they all seem to be going towards like some nexus point deep beneath the mountain Moonflower, you also got like a little Google Maps pin from Belladonna of where the entrance to the cave that leads to uh, the western pillar of the earth is. So you guys aren't just, I'm not just sending you out in the woods to kind of bore for a week or two. You're not just going to let Stitch accidentally encounter some nettle. <laughs> or some of those like, the like little Velcro seed plant things. Oh my what god. <laughs> Michael was just prepared because he knew the moment that Stitch had a way to lead the team there. There's no way Eden would follow. So <laughs> she she had to have her own way, you know, to either verify or lead herself. Yeah, is the princess going to come with us? Like, does she have powers? Is she just a, a person? No, she's, she's just going to write it. <laughs> An NPC was placed next to Stitch. Stitch's only relation with people she's placed next to is being drugged from place to place with Graviton. So she was, as we say, in her orbit. She was told that that it wasn't safe at the library and that they were they needed to go on a mission. It's never safe to leave Stitch anywhere, so that's a phrase she's picked up from Graviton. <laughs> Not safe for you here. <laughs> Or you shouldn't be here alone. <laughs> this could be problematic. I mean, if Eden has a pen on a Google map, she's going to start going in that direction. Oh, yeah. Stitch had already started walking at some point, holding Zoltana's hand. <laughs> if she saw the pathways and everything, she, she's following. Eden like probably brushed past her at some point and took the lead. Yeah, I feel like it's, there's like a, a panel where there's a moment where like Stitch starts walking and just like leading Zoltana and Moonflower is like looking at her phone and Ryan's sort of like looking between them like which one do I follow? Do I wait here with Moonflower who I know is kind of in charge? Or do I follow the cute girl that I just made my love? What do I do? How do I do yeah. The cute girl you just made your love and the cute girl that she's hanging out with? <laughs> yeah. It's like there's two cute girls here because Rin is hanging out with Moonflower. There's two cute girls over there. Just mm -hmm. I don't even think Eden's trying to like walk at the front of the pack. I think she just, despite her short legs, has a, a surprisingly fast natural gait. She just walks like she has somewhere to be. Yeah, and there's no chance that Cardigan isn't smelling the flowers and looking around at all the lattice work and the beauty, it's the hidden patterns she can see in the nature. If she's smelling the flowers, it's definitely going to be a panel of Ryan reaching out a bramble and making it into a little rose, putting it just like near where Cardigan is, <laughs> hoping. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking more like metaphorically as opposed to like stooping down, but it's it's so much funnier yeah. if she actually is. She's just going around literally smelling all the flowers. <laughs> She's like a quarter mile behind Eden at this point. <laughs> yeah. Zoltana's just kind of like worriedly looking at like at where Eden's going and back at Stitch. She's not going anywhere. So I think there's a panel where you see Stitch noticing the flower, but not noticing it's connected to Ryan and sniffing it. I mean, what do Ryan's flowers smell like? Just roses. <clears throat> roses and a little bit of sweat, probably. 
<laughs> okay. You she's see? probably going to be a little bit confused since it's so out of place as she's getting dragged along by Zoltana. Yeah, I think there's like a panel that's like a really low shot and you see Cardigan like looking at this flower and then like crinkling up her nose a little bit and then like over her shoulder is Ryan waiting. <laughs> and then when, when Cardigan just leaves it, Ryan's like, oh, poor Ryan. If Ryan is up with Moonflower, she might attempt to make some small talk, Eden that is. Mm-hmm. Just because, I don't know, it's kind of weird and she feels like maybe she should say something. You don't really know this girl who hangs out with your dark, angsty demon boy. So I, I think she's just going to say, so do you hate Farsec? <laughs> Which is her idea of small talk. <laughs> and I mean, like, it did, they did be like crashing a, a Farsec base, so it seems reasonable in Eden's head. Are they the ones responsible for my imprisonment in this world? Maybe. Then, I guess, maybe. <laughs> well, I recommend it. They're the worst. I shall keep that in mind. That that's it. That that's Eden's uh, capacity for making small talk. <laughs> that was beautiful. I mean, she tried to make small talk. That feels like character growth. It's super character <laughs> growth. Yeah. You guys have made pretty good progress. It's kind of late afternoon. Been pretty hot out. Little little bit of clouds. But you've made your way up onto the mountain itself now and are moving your way kind of along this narrow mountain pass. And kind of around the next corner and in the valley, it looks like, is where there's this GPS point dropped. As you kind of round this corner, you hear a voice from further up the hill. All right, that's far enough. And this girl comes sliding down the side of the mountain, jumps in the air, and does like a awesome front flip, and then lands in a three-point hero stance in the middle of the path ahead. She looks like a badass. She has a giant mohawk that's been bleach blonde and is dyed pink and blue. She's kind of got a wiry, narrow build, but very, a lot of musculature, looks very physically strong, despite not being very physically large. Has an awesome punk jacket with lots of cool spikes and stuff all over it. Some really cool tattoos all up and down her arms, which she folds in front of her desk and says, uh, hey, all right, just where do you think your tourists are going? I think I've been reading the files. Absolutely. Go ahead and give us that roll plus superior. Oh, that's a five. What? I don't miss that often on superior. What? What? I guess I did have to text Belladonna about Mm -hmm. this character. Yeah. They don't know about her. That's maybe why. Like magical, you're that's kind of not your wheelhouse, you know. You're more into the the hard facts and the evidence, but yeah, you all you really know about Roxanne is kind of what you've heard in passing from Belladonna that Roxanne is equally impulsive and brash. That's a, that's a bummer. I have to roll snake eyes to get this on superior. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, she doesn't get any extra lore, I guess. I just also want to say that as soon as Roxanne has like jumped down in front of us. I'm gonna make her my rival. Awesome. <laughs> Roxanne appears, acquires influence over Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
is uh, too cool, and I cannot compete with that, but I must. Yeah, she does look super awesome. Like, one of her sleeves that she has of tattoo is, like, this awesome Alice in Wonderland sleeve that goes, like, all the way up and down her arm. Is in, like, the, that really awesome watercolor style. And then she has a bunch of really cool pins on her vest, a, uh, like, ACAB and Safe Trans Kids. She's got, like, a trans pride flag. Yeah, a bunch of cute little neon cats. Eden's going to go ahead and maybe lead this one up since she thinks she's in charge. <laughs> and she's just gonna say we're looking for Geotica. we're trying to find the Wilds, and also find out more about this creepy ass sword and she kind of nods at Rin yeah well I hate to tell you but your your tour group is really lost kid Geotica's pretty busy anyway doesn't really have time for you right now so uh, scram and come back later huh <laughs> Ian doesn't say anything soon Ryan is <laughs> Ryan will. Ryan is ready. It's gonna say, we've got camping gear. We can wait for her. Ryan's gonna try to provoke her. Ooh, how are you gonna <laughs> And what are you going to try and provoke her to do? Fight me? <laughs> Hell yeah. Ryan's Ryan's kind of like, you know, who who are you calling a kid? Get over yourself. I could take you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and give us uh, a roll plus superior. That is a five. Does this count as doing something that frustrates my rival? Because if so, it would be a six instead of a five. Ooh, we do have one team in the pool. In my experience, people are generally frustrated when random strangers try to fight them. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. <laughs> you make a you make a very valid point. Uh, <laughs> So you- I'm not opposed to using some team too, but I think that's a really valid application of a noise rival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely qualifies. So that can get us up to a six. Yeah, because if not, Roxanne is not going to take you very seriously at all, Ryan. I mean that that works narratively. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roxanne just kind of chuckles and says, "Okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to call you kids." Why don't you go and get your tents out and you can go play camp down down there, all right? I don't know who you think Geodica is, but she is literally communing with the spirits of the earth right now and doesn't really have time for whatever little sword cosplay problems you kids have. So she she has influence over you, Ryan, because she Yeah. Your rival. Yeah, she's totally shifting your labels right now. <laughs> God. You are just a kid who doesn't know what they're doing. You're here, out in the woods, out of your depth, talking out your ass. Go ahead and increase your mundane and lower your superior, is what she's trying to do. Do you accept or reject? I'll accept that. You will? Well, I'm insecure. So I get minus, I've got one, like, I'm going to get minus two to reject an influence, and it'll just be worse. Mundane's good for comfort and support. I'll take the extra mundane. Wow. <laughs> I was just not used to someone like accepting influence outright or shifting labels outright. I know. 
So I think like w- what happens like on a not meta level is that like Roxanne says that and in order to I guess save face in front of Stitch, who is my love, uh, I have to kind of accept that because the last time I tried to reject that and the last time that somebody like did that, I ended up getting really insecure and I'm still very insecure. So I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, shucks. I guess you're right. (laughs) Stitch sees this exchange and a mix of two of her lessons are going to come into play. One, I am a being of magic. And two, a superhero should not be concerned with external validation, a.k.a. the Graviton dance like no one is watching lesson. (laughs) We don't have time for this. Ah, come on. And she has Zoltana in one hand and then she walks up behind Ryan and links arms with Ryan and says, we got to go. And just starts to walk up past Roxanne. You get up to where you're just kind of about to pass her. And she just sticks out an arm and clamps it down on your shoulder. Says, all right, that's far enough. Ditch is going to take out her needle, level it at Roxanne and say, I don't have time for this. And shoot a bunch of thread her way. Are you directly engaging a threat right now? Yes, and it's going to go so terribly. Stitch is afraid at the moment. Awesome. (laughs) Well, I know Ryan's ready for a fight, so it sounds like we might be engaging a a dangerous threat team. Oh, I think we are. Yeah. And I'm just going to throw out there, at this moment, Stitch thinks she is a leader. Excellent. That was going to be my very first question, is who is the leader of this team? Ryan also thinks Stitch is the leader because Stitch is the one who like linked arms with her and was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eden always thinks she's the leader, plus she's the one with Google Maps. So. <laughs> That's how she feels about that. <laughs> uh, so Stitch, do you have influence over your other teammates? Nope. <laughs> one of them, Cardigan burned influence over the other. Okay, so we don't add a team for that. We add two teams for going into battle, so we're up to three. Uh, What is your purpose in this fight, Stitch? To find Geodica and get past this rude person. Awesome. What about you, Mighty Briar and Moonflower? Yeah, I think that's the gist of what Eden wants. Yeah, I think Ryan's is slightly different in that Ryan wants to impress Lady Stitch and uh, get past Roxanne. (laughs) I think that's close enough. We'll we'll give it to you. So, so you guys are up to four team in the pool. Does anyone mistrust any other member of your team? No. Stitch mistrusts no one here. I think it's fine. Yeah, one of them's my love and one of them I know is really good. So. Cool, cool, cool. So we don't remove a team from the pool for that. Are you ill-prepared or off-balance? It's kind of another one of those where you're not ill-prepared, but not prepared either. I mean, I think Eden's ready for this. Yep. I mean, that's that's fair. Ryan's always for a fight. <laughs> yeah, Ryan is always prepared for a fight. Awesome. And now go ahead and give us that role uh, to directly engage this threat. Okay, so that is a one and a four on the dice with cool. a plus one modifier. Cool. Brings us to a six and then minus two. So that is a four. Okay. Not even team can help us now. <laughs> well, good news. You get to mark some potential. 
you fire off this web of string towards Roxanne, and she snatches it out of the air with a giant stone fist that has just, like, rock just erupted out of the ground and encased her arm in stone, and she just caught your attack in midair. And she just, like, makes eye contact with you and just kind of smiles like she's excited that shit's about to pop off. And then just yanks you straight towards her and then just clotheslines you in the face with her stone fist. Go ahead and take a powerful blow. Oh, man. My favorite. Or that's 2d6 plus conditions. Correct. I have four conditions marked. (laughs) You and Midas are speed running. (laughs) So that's actually a four, but becomes an eight. Okay, that's not that's not bad. That's not bad. It could be worse. You only have to choose one from you lash out verbally, provoke a teammate to foolhardy action or burn your influence to inflict a condition, give ground and your opposition gains an opportunity, or you struggle past the pain mark two conditions. We're struggling past the pain and marking hopeless and insecure. Stitch now has every condition marked. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That is not good. What is it? What does it look like as you struggle past this on the comic book panel? So, trigger warning for a graphic description, but Stitch's face is no longer fully connected. The rock tore through the weave at the top part of her head, and it's hanging off backwards. Momentarily, that is, she is not cut here, but she is mad. One of her telescoping eyes is kind of twitching. After about a second of her head just snapped back, there's a tornado of thread and she reweaves herself, looks at Roxanne and says, I told you, I don't have time for this. She's freaking out. Awesome. Yeah. Roxanne will kind of like take a step back, but she's grinning from ear to ear. She's excited to, to have a fight on her hands. What is Ryan and Moonflower up to? I feel like everyone knows what Ryan's going to do, but it just depends if Moonflower would like to go before Ryan does. (laughs) I mean, I'm tempted because I have something I could do, but I I also just kind of want to see Ryan. (laughs) I guess I can go (laughs) and maybe we'll need some team in the pool anyway. Eden is going to throw two knives. As far as she can tell... Roxanne seems to be, I mean, obviously she's got some sick earth powers, but she seems like someone who would be susceptible to poison. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Eden's going to fire off two knives. One she's going to throw fairly close to eye level. That's the first one she throws to try and get like that misdirect, like that's where she wants mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. her to look. And then the second one's going to be lower, maybe to clip her across like the calf or whatever. Yeah. The the one she throws lower that she actually wants to cut her is going to be laced with a poison with some truth-telling properties. Ooh! And she is trying to get some information about Jodica from this person. Awesome, awesome. I could, I could might, that might be an unleash your powers or also a direct link to threat. What are you more going for? Is this, is this an attack or is this more of an information gathering uh, subterfuge? I mean, I think at the moment it's maybe more of an attack. Like she's seeing Stitch get 
pummeled. And so like she obviously is, as she always is, kind of multitasking and like still wants to get the information. And But like there's an immediate threat at hand that I think is her primary concern. Okay. Okay. So are you, um, are you attacking Roxanne or are you defending Stitch? I'm attacking Roxanne. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and give us that roll plus danger as you chuck these knives. I think that actually triggers a new move that I have. Oh, really? Yes. With my last advancement, I took venting frustration. Ooh. So when you directly engage while angry, which I am. Yes. (laughs) I don't even remember why, but I am. (laughs) Um, You can roll plus the label your mentor denies and clear angry. Whoa. <laughs> My mentor denies superior. Of course she does. <laughs> awesome. Go I don't know if I told you I was taking that move, but it was strategic. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Go ahead and directly engage a threat with your superior then. That is a 13. Hell yeah. On a 10 plus, you trade blows and get to pick two. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I would like to avoid her blows. Okay. And I would like to impress, surprise, or frighten. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so Roxanne kind of uh, brings up a stone fist to deflect the dagger that's going for her eyes and uh, doesn't see the one that kind of cuts across her cap and she kind of like Drunks a little bit, says, aha, I like you. You're smart. You're, damn, that hurt. Just gets like, uh, looks like kind of mad. And she's, uh, yeah, she's like focused on you now. You have her attention because you're you're the biggest threat. Obviously, she's not afraid of some string. So, yeah, she is going to launch herself forward at you, stomp her foot onto the ground, and just create this shock wave of earth through the ground underneath your feet and this pillar of stone underneath you. And you um, are able to do like an awesome somersault through the air and land on your feet. Yeah. Eden's going to say, don't you even want to see the sword? It's got a skull on it. (laughs) (laughs) Stitch, what have you been doing? I think she's been fixing her face a little bit. Did she cause a misunderstanding or collateral damage with perhaps unintended consequences in the pursuit of her last lesson? I think I think you could make a pretty strong argument. I would like to mark my final potential then. Take an advancement. Hell yeah! I am going to take the newborn playbook option of attaining the Nova playbooks burn. (gasps) Yes, it is that time. Oh my God. Stitch is learning magic. It seemed appropriate in this setting. Oh, this type of. Oh my God. So, burn is an ability. When you charge up your powers, roll plus conditions you currently have marked. On a hit, hold three burn. On a seven to nine, mark a condition. On a miss, hold two burn and mark three conditions. So burn are basically a currency that you can spend on flares, just like Midas has. I will be picking slightly different flares than Midas has. One of them will be constructs. I will be taking move and 
reality storm. Yes. Oh my god. So if it's okay, what Stitch would like to do is have her eyes flash a magical rainbow of different colors in fast succession as this place high up in the mountains kind of triggers something in her as her threads are getting unwoven and beaten up. Can I charge my burn for the first time? Hell yeah, you can. Go ahead and roll for art, which... Because you have the damage condition, I don't think you could. I literally think you can't fail this. I do have currently <laughs> six conditions marked. That is all of them, yes. Uh, so that is a 17. <laughs> uh, and Stitch now has three burn. What does it look like on the comic book page as Stitch charges up her, her magical powers for the first time? It is essentially a ripple that is going through her body with the needle being at its epicenter. Picture the ripple that goes over Mystique's skin mm-hmm. when she shifts, except it's thread and fabric as opposed to whatever she has going on there with the blue. She's just pulsing with magic uh, force pulse, like the trees nearby are blowing back. Yeah, yeah. You guys can feel it, like the air just feels alive around you. There's just kind of this like energy radiating off of Stitch. How do you guys react to seeing little little Cardi Weaver looking so badass? I feel like I mean, so I haven't I haven't directly engaged Roxanne yet, but I feel like obviously badass Stitch is gonna. I mean, I can't make you my love twice, but it would have happened. <laughs> I think, but I think like Ryan sees you start to like have some sort of transformation, but doesn't like watch to the end. So Ryan just thinks that Roxanne has like killed you or something. Like <laughs> Roxanne has just like broken you because, you know, she saw Stitch's face like come off and then like, you know, she was just suddenly glowing and flashing and, you know, things are happening and. Ryan doesn't realize that that's Stitch doing it. Yeah. She kind of did break me, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think that's what I think that's what Ryan's doing. Ryan is going, like, what? Oh, my. Roxanne just, like, this, this rock bitch just, like, killed my love. I'm going to attack. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Do it. But I don't know. If, I don't know if Moonflower wants to react to the cool badass Stitch first. But, yeah. <laughs> We know Moonflower's reaction. Oh, it's a scarf doing things again. (laughs) Eden is congratulating herself for recognizing that Stitch might have some potential and not, like, kicking her off the Midnighters five seconds after she showed up at the shop co. That's what she's thinking. (laughs) Is that she's a really good team leader for seeing this potential all along. Eden's like, I have such good taste in team. Yeah. In an odd way, that's probably like the sweetest thought or interaction <laughs> Eden's had towards Cardigan at any point. I mean, I think she's also just like congratulating herself on like, she's really starting to feel like she's put together a team with more powerhouses than the Young Vindicators. And that's something to be proud of. Not that it's a competition. I really hope Eden is winning. I just really hope that Ryan misses so that Eden's moment of victory is short-lived. <laughs> Ryan's adjacent, like, Ryan's not a Midnighter in Eden's head yet. 
that's true. And maybe never will be. And it might depend on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, but you have to hit here. This is the evaluation stage. Of... Yeah. This, this is, is my tryout. <laughs> like, are you scary enough to make the young Vindicators look bad? She's still, she's, you know, intrigued, but she's she's still got to know you got to like, be able to make the young Vindicators look bad and like also save people, I guess. <laughs> Take the fact that Punching Belch gave Ryan a better intro than Stitch had, and you know That's you got a leg up there. <laughs> well, and it like it maybe helped Stitch out a little bit that like before Eden could properly re- react to her, they were in a space station. So like you know. <laughs> that did happen. Yeah, like Eden might be misremembering how accepting she was of Stitch initially, but <laughs> at the moment she feels like it, like it was a solid acquisition for her team. <laughs> Well done, well done. Um, Ryan, it sounds like you are directly engaging a threat. Yeah, I'm. My my brambles they have they have become big fist. They have brammed. They brammed. Amazing. Uh, Go ahead and give us plus danger. That is. Oh my god! I have to do maths. Sorry. That's a nine plus three. Oh hell yeah! That is a huge hit. You and Roxanne trade blows, and you get to pick two from the following list. Resist and avoid her blows. Take something from her. Create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I always like to resist or avoid. Mm-hmm. That's wise. And do I get to choose if I impress, surprise, or frighten, or do you get to choose if she's impressed, surprised, or frightened? I, I think I do. Okay. But, I mean, if you had, like... I'm susceptible to suggestion. I feel like the aim for Ryan is to frighten the opposition, but I don't know if that's actually what happens, but she's like, she's pretty pissed. Yeah. So what happens when you slam your fist into Roxanne? Because she was paying attention to Eden and did not see this coming. And also probably the glowing Garf. Uh, yeah. The, the Sailor Moon magical girl transformation. That was yes. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which Ryan still, like, hasn't noticed is a magical girl transformation, is still thinking that, like, Stitch is, like, broken. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's a, a panel of, probably pretty similar to, like, what happened with Belch. Like, Ryan, like, jumping up into the air and then, like, you know, punching down kind of a thing. And I think there's, like, a, there's also a text bubble that's, like, what have you done to her? Or something like that. Like, it's it's pretty dramatic. Yeah. Awesome. So you just come slamming down on top of Roxanne and just batter her into the side of the cliff. You are just like beating the crap out of her, pummeling her with your your giant brambly fist. And she is just, A, this fucking hurts. And B was just like not expecting this at all. Yeah, no, I think she kind of throws her hands up and is finally just like, all right, whoa, chill out. Well, we know what happens when you tell Ryan to chill out. <laughs> I think there's like a panel of Ryan's face and there's like sweat dripping out from under the mask and like clenched teeth. You know, the fist is still raised, but it's held in place. And then like heavy breathing. <laughs> Ian's going to kind of saunter over and say... If you could just tell us where Geotica is, we could be on our way. Oh, fine. 
Look, she's down in the cavern, the pillar of the earth, talking with the wards. I don't remember what the hell she calls them, like some kind of like lords or gods or earth spirits, whatever. She's down there talking to a bunch of giant glowing rock monsters, trying to get them to not start a war or some shit. And I'm just supposed to make sure she's not disturbed. But hey, if you guys want to go piss her off in the middle of her big important meeting, be my guest. And she just kind of like takes a step to the side, just like massaging her jaw. How long do these meetings usually last? Eden does have some concerns about interrupting this meeting. Just going to throw that out there. Sounds important. Look, I don't know. I've never been invited to one of the things. Last time she went down there, it took her like a week or two. Well, how long has she been down there? Like three days? I don't know. You're not very good at time. Look, I've been having a week, okay? thought you've only been here for three days. She kind of, like, clenches her fist and rocks shoot up around it again. At what Moonflower just said, mentioning time, Stitch is going to snap too, and her wristwatch has sewn itself back on, and she looks down at it and says, yeah, this is taking forever. Jeez. I think at, at that, like, Ryan is going to turn and, like, realize that Stitch is actually, like, fine. More than fine. A magical girl transformation right now. She's going to be sort of, like, Oh, uh, and then like reach out a hand as if to shake Roxanne's hand and say like, uh, nice, uh, nice fight. Yeah. You pack a hell of a right cross. She says kind of, she shakes your hand. I feel like, are we shaking? Like, has she got like a rock hand that she's shaking my like plant hand with or something? Like, I feel yeah, like that would be yeah, a cute. Absolutely. <laughs> We get a, a really great panel of her raw-covered hand grasping your your thorny, viney plant hand. Yeah, we're 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 cool, right? Yeah. How do you? What's your workout routine for your arms? I can just like, damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I so I don't know anything about working out. Kaylee, Kaylee doesn't know anything about working out. I feel like Ryan's workout routine does involve lifting Uncle Patrick up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she doesn't know he lifts uncle patrick with their arms uncle patrick lifts her with his words that's <laughs> yeah. kind of the nature of their relationship very uplifting <laughs> stitch is the grumpiest she's ever been she's very <laughs> upset right now she still has all her conditions marked She's not enjoying at all this new magical girl moment as she's angry and brimming with a lot of power that has not unleashed itself. So she's frumpy. Is she is she doing or saying anything to indicate that that we can see or is this like her internal? I think one of the ways it's indicated right now is the needle. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hissing and it's it's rattling and any movement stitch is making right now is dramatic she's cleaning off her clothes she's a mess there's rocks all over her she looks upset and mumbling to herself this is ridiculous can't believe it took that long oh that hurt that really really hurt she's rubbing her forehead i think that ryan will notice this because ryan notices things that hot people do i think it's sort of like a shaking hands with roxanne and then Looking over, seeing Stitch, and then just like Roxanne alone because Ryan has disappeared so quickly. 
one of those. <laughs> like, oh, okay, Ryan's gone. And I think Stitch, while like maybe Stitch is like looking down and she's like brushing herself off or something. And then just this like very gentle big hand like hovers just above her shoulder. But like Ryan is, I don't want to like touch you if you don't want to be touched. She loves to hug, but she knows that some people don't. So I think that with the effort of holding her hand above the shoulder to like not touch it, there's like little flowers kind of sprouting. There's like, yeah, like really, really thin brambles have sort of like knitted themselves around her hand and then like sprouted into flowers. And she just like really, really softly, so that nobody else can hear, goes like, are you okay? Stitch is just going to turn towards her and say, no. (laughs) And tears are just streaming and knitting themselves rapidly down her cheeks and she's just a wet mushy pile of scarf in front of ryan do you do you want a hug please okay ryan's definitely gonna like fully like as soon as the is out like it's a full body i have picked you up you are wrapped very safely in the arms of a giant muscled all of the brambles have gone away like you know there's no there's no spikes it's all just like soft beefcake big beefcake hug soft beefcake yeah go ahead and roll plus your mundane to comfort and support of course oh fuck (laughs) that's what you like to hear I rolled a three, and I only have a plus one, so that's a four. Oh no! And I and then I I can't use my. Oh wait, does this wait? Does will this impress? I could add one if this impresses you. I mean, <laughs> you 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 already get one more. Yeah, you get plus one uh, to any action like with someone that you have influence over. Oh, I don't have influence over you though. You only have influence over me from uh, Love and Rival. Everybody who appears has influence over the newborn. As far oh. as I'm aware, like it, it tells me to give influence to everyone. I assume that meant all player characters, unless I took it away from them. I could be misreading that, but I have you down as having influence over me because you are here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll take it. Let's see. Um, we have some team in the pool. <laughs> no, we have one team member who's like not actively in distress right now. <laughs> So uh, I think the I think only way there's I, able to have this is if Eden comforts and Ryan uses a team selfishly. I think seeing this all kind of going down, Zoltana is going to kind of creep out from behind the rock she was hiding behind. And she's also going to uh, go and hug Stitch because Stitch has been really nice to her. And she will spend one of the team in the pool. That's help not nice. If Eden wants to help. <laughs> Get in here, it's group hug time. Eden's not a hugger. Eden will not join the group hug, but Eden will give Stitch a thumbs up, which feels incredibly supportive from her. Yeah. That's yeah, that's huge for Moonflower. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a, a big expression of an emotion. A positive one. Noticing that Stitch has pleading eyes emoji face and in her head at least any awkwardness with Moonflower is over. This was the mending of the wounds. 
that Moonflower didn't even really notice or acknowledge. But for Spit, things are fixed. She might notice less army crawling on that, I think. There's probably going to be more time spent at the Shopco, which leads to plenty more time for Cardigan to annoy Eden. She won't be awkwardly running off as often. Mm-hmm. For at least the same reasons. That's that's a hit though, right? So <laughs> Stitch gets to Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we should probably be absolutely <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, let's do that. On a hit they hear you. They mark a potential, clear condition, or shift labels if they open up to you. So how do you respond to this uh outpouring of affection, Lady Stitch? I'll look at those options again. Uh, while you're looking at the options also because I have friend and you're my love and it hit I get to mark potential yeah you can mark potential clear condition or shift your own labels if you open up Stitch thank you so much that girl was so mean I was just trying to get us there and Graviton wasn't here and you might actually be as strong as them and notices Ryan and his muscles more closely than she had before as she's being hugged and goes back to quietly crying. She still has all her conditions and is upset and in pain. I also think this has kind of kept the wound that Palace started to close open. Getting your head knocked off might do that. Yeah, no, that's not usually great for your health. Cool. This is what you wanted, right? When you came into this session oh, you absolutely you wanted it to end with ryan and zoltana giving a big hug to stitch while moonflower over her shoulder gives a little thumbs up right exactly what i had in mind when i was coming up with roxanne's moves and power set and everything i wonder what rin was thinking during this whole thing <laughs> yeah she was just kind of <laughs> hanging out with zoltana it's kind of watching. i like that we just brought zoltana along with us well i <laughs> guys did <laughs> oh i think it's great i just think it's funny and i feel like roxanne is probably like really rolling her eyes at this yeah right? we get a nice panel of roxanne rolling her eyes and kind of turning away from the group as cardigan gets a, a nice little well a big hug from ryan and her friend Saltana. well eden gives her an affectionate thumbs up from a distance this is best friendship <laughs> I think on that adorable note is where we might leave it. Wonder World Comics is an actual play podcast of Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway. This issue was GM'd by Michael Dunham, who can be found on Twitter at Galvanic Man. Southpaw is played by Charlie Smiley, who can be found on Instagram at Big Sky Charlie. Moonflower is played by Kyra Nelson, who can be found on Twitter at Kyra M. Nelson. Graviton is played by Sawyer A. The Righteous Flame is played by Theodore Hampton, who can be found on his website at theohamptonphoto.com. Stitch is played by Justin Reed, who can be found on Twitter at www.comicsstitch. Mighty Briar is played by Kaylee Newberry, who can be found on Twitter at Kaylee underscore Newberry. Wonder World Comics is produced by Michael Dunham and is edited by Michael Dunham and Justin Reed. The music is from Dvorak Symphony Number no. 9. Do you have questions or comments? You can get a hold of us on Twitter at WWComicsPodcast or send us an email at WWComicsPodcast at gmail.com.